Hi everybody, we're in the Novel Ideas book group. It's Friday, May 18th, 2018, and we are discussing the book The River at Night by Erica Forensic. Interesting book. <laughs> anyway, we'll go around like we usually do and see what people thought more small group but this should be a good discussion well I picked the book my friend Alice uh, told me you must read it you must read it uh, and maybe Randy and I both we talk on uh, other channels here sometimes yeah. it was a weird book okay uh, weird in that these four career women city girls, are talked into it by Pia to go on the wildest river. God, it might not just be in Maine, but in the whole country. Uh, river rafting, which river rafting can be fun if you're really trained. And I don't mean an hour by the um, a 20-year-old tour guide. I, well, I didn't even sound like a travel company. It's just a deal she saw on Facebook or whatever and convinced these women to go. But the good thing to me about the book was their 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 effort to survive. Okay, now whether whether it's weird that you have a wild woman in in the on the woods in Maine, um, and a mute um, living together, and and all the stuff they pull that on the edge of civilization uh, is another story. I'd like to see what you guys think. You don't hurt my feelings if you don't like it. Um, I I. It, I didn't put it down. I, it held my attention because I wanted to see how they would survive. I've really enjoyed this book. Um, I, I will never get in a river raft <laughs> after reading it. I used to want to go whitewater rafting, but I think that the way she described how they would fall down the, the falls and, and the Satan steps, and I, I, oh, that, that just would be so scary. Um, I guess I wasn't all that surprised that they encountered um, Dean and um, her name um, I, know, I know Sylvia or something like that I can't remember her name but because a lot of uh, people do retreat to those off-grid areas when they're just done with society for whatever reason so that didn't surprise me um, I had a really hard time warming up to I mean, I really disliked Pia completely from the very beginning. Um, but I really did like how it ended up, um, uh, how the story ended. And I, overall, I just, I really enjoyed it, and I found it very, very riveting. Hey, this this was a, 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 an entertaining an entertaining read, I have to say. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I think it's like any any other novel. If you if you get out your your magnifying glass and look too hard, you'll fi you'll find some holes in it and stuff. But but I mean, I, I thought I thought she did a good job making it a, uh, a, a an interesting read. Uh, 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 I think I think it's a couple other people probably alluded. Uh, I, I'm not sure it would be advisable for. I mean, Pio Pio obviously had had done some some uh, adventuresome type stuff, but. I'm not sure four four city women should, uh, or four city men, or four anybody that, that that don't train rigorously should go on such a 
a whitewater rafting tour, but but then I guess we wouldn't have a story if if you if you get overly critical like that. Uh, I, I thought the writing the the writing was good and the story moved along well, and uh, you know the the way the way they you know pulled through in the end was uh, what was interesting. I, 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 Simone was that was that the crazy loon of a woman? I thought uh, uh, she was a bit of a stretch. I thought, but uh, uh, and 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 Rachel, I'm telling you. I know she was female, but but she was a real dick. I really didn't like her very much, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it it was an entertaining read. So I, I'm glad I read it. So it was it was creepy enough and interesting enough to to keep your attention. I liked the book. I thought it was well written and excitingly paced, with no boring spots. I also thought the narrator was quite good, and she increased my enjoyment of the book. Uh I'm surprised because I, I thought you guys wouldn't like it. I'm glad you did. It, it, it was it's entertaining, as Alan says, a, a book length uh, thriller. It, it's a thriller. What's going to happen? You could tear holes in the thing. It was interesting hearing Rory and Pia go at it right outside the tent. What a great place to choose right outside the tent where the girls are sleeping. I thought Winifred was the best per- character, and maybe Rachel was the worst one. She almost got them killed. She she was really, uh, you know, pretty bad. I can say it. Carla's not on. She was a bitch. She she really was. Almost got them killed a few times. Uh, and they're of course they're injured. They're and, and Sandra. They all came with stories to tell. You know, Sandra was breaking up with Jeff, her, her husband, uh, and she had two children and wanted to think. And poor thing, as you know, uh, gets killed. She's sitting in the raft, and boy, there, bingo, she's gone. And these women had to bury. They, they described how they buried these people, Rory and and Sandra, you know. And it was, I just kept hearing about these steps they called them, or whatever they called the Devil's Staircase, or whatever. I, I said they just can't make it, but they did. And then even at the end, she breaks away. I forget the woman's name. She breaks away from the tree. They tie her securely. Oh, she's she's looking back for her, and she breaks away from the tree and is out there on the road shooting at him. And uh, uh, the poor truck driver didn't know what he was doing. So, uh, what about the ending where where they make friends? It, was that good? Is that closure? I think it was uh, Rachel. Um, and that's what it's about too: is friendship. Friendship. What is a friend? R- Rachel, uh, Win- Winifred, and Pia. Or on the beach and all that stuff. Was that a little over dramatic? Was that for the movies? Hugging each other in the waves? Yeah, this definitely, this was a, a crazy book. Um, and I really, I didn't like Pia or Rachel. And I really didn't like Rory either. I agree, Winifred was the best. And Sandra. She was okay. That Simone, or was it Simone or Sedona or something like that? But she was just, she was a lunatic. And I don't know. The end was, in some ways, yeah, I guess it could have been, Considering everything they'd been through, it was amazing that Rachel, really, it was amazing that Winifred was friends with either one of them. You know, uh, I think that Pia was a woman who 
was worried about uh, being in middle age and she was quite unsatisfied with her real life and so she was looking for adventure and of course she had done some mountain climbing some other things she kept talking her friends and going with her and so she had this idea of going whitewater rafting that'd be a thing that a young person would do so she talked her friends into going with her and Winnie she's the young woman who was narrating or telling us her story she went along because she didn't want to disappoint her friends they didn't she didn't want them to come back and say oh we were on that white water trip and you should have went with us you were such a coward she didn't want that so she wanted to go along but she kind of knew she didn't belong right from the start but like a lot of us sometimes when we get with a group of our friends they all want to do something and well okay we'll go along with it too that's what she did and she was sorry before that adventure was over very good point and sandra sandra was sorry too she was probably the least capable of taking care of herself winifred at least uh win survived you know she I had more weight than other girls, and I threw my weight into it, you know, and all this, a little more athletic. But Sandra was, was pathetic, trying to find herself, and you have to feel sorry for her. And they took her out, mother of two children. And Rory was a kid. He was just, you know, having a good time. And he did train them, but only for an hour. And he said, listen to me only. But when that log hit him in the back and killed him, uh, that was it. Hi to everybody. Sorry I'm late, but uh, I really did. I really enjoyed the book, but I didn't care much for the characters, especially Pia. I don't know. You guys probably already went through this, but uh, she was. She just was something else. But anyway, um, I really liked the book. And that's very strange for me. This is Marcia, by the way, to like the book, but not. Uh, most of the characters usually if if the characters are bad the book's bad but not in this case so marcia you didn't like win win either uh pia i agree with you and rachel oh my god she might have been the worst one of the bunch but uh win didn't why didn't you like win i thought she she knew right from wrong oh my god what are we doing here how are we going to make it and she didn't want to go at the beginning but as ladon explained they bullied her into it. Come on, you know, we're texting you. You're a good friend. Don't be a coward. Um, so I kind of, I thought she was the thread in the book, Win. Uh, but, you know, I have a right to say I didn't like any of them. You're right. It's, it is rare when you don't like the characters, but you can tolerate the book. Actually, I, I did like Win, really. Um, she, she was okay, and, and I liked, uh, oh, geez, not Rachel. She <laughs> Uh, the one that was the one that was killed. Oh shoot! What was her name? But I liked her too. I felt sorry for her because everybody seemed to like gang up on her. She and she and Winnie had a that they kind of had their their own special friendship. But uh, but yeah, I, I liked her too. I guess that the ones that I really didn't care for were Rachel and Pia. Winnie had a thought that I really kind of related with. They first night when they were out in the woods by themselves after the raft turnover and they were by themselves and it was late 
the stars were out, a little bit of moon was out, and she's looking all around and she's thinking to herself, I can understand, she thought, how ancient peoples could be out in the dark like this and imagine gods and evil spirits and wild animals and everything in the woods. And I kind of related to that. I thought, yeah, I can understand how they made all that stuff up way back then. You know, they were scared of everything. Uh, What could be out there? And a lot of things were out there and did get them. But they made imaginations of a lot of other things. So for some reason or another, that just hit me as a real interesting thought for Winnie to have and the author to put in. I'm I'm curious. uh, I I missed part of what uh, Liz said, I think. Why did y'all dislike Pia so strongly? Uh, I'm I'm simply getting the sense that the, the women here really didn't like her. I mean, I, I mean, she was okay, but uh, I mean, she, she didn't really turn me off like like she seems to have turned the, the women off. I'm I'm curious again, what was the reason y'all didn't like her? I mean, other than she was headstrong and stuff, and enlighten uh, uh, me again if you don't mind. Okay, first on Pia, um, <clears throat> I guess from a woman's perspective, you're there for a girls' weekend and. She meets this guy that she knows for a second, and she's basically screwing his brains out in a very, very public place. I mean, even though people were in their tents, there's no sound protection. And from a girl's perspective, you just don't do that. I mean, it it just was very selfish. And she just was kind of a selfish, narcissistic person that it was kind of what Pia wants, Pia gets. And then for me, the whole, I mean, she had this fling, you know, this one-night Thing with Rory before he dies and then she acts like she's been married to him for 25 years and is pulling this whole big widow act and you know oh I'm, my love of my life is gone and she was just a drama queen and you know just narcissistic but yeah, I wanted to, to throw out there too the thing that surprised me is remember when they were going up to the, the site and they stopped at that, that store <laughs> that creepy little store. I really thought that store was going to play a much bigger part in the story throughout, but it, but that was the only mention of it. But I I just really felt like there was some foreshadowing that those, the guy who ran the store and the, I mean it just started the creepiness. But that surprised me that it didn't play a bigger uh, bigger storyline. Yeah, I agree, Liz. I thought that guy, not not the old the the fat guy, you know, the one that was uh, in the in the chair, you know, the storekeeper owner, whatever, um, not him, but the guy that came in who had been hunting, I thought he was going to follow them. Um, so uh, that's that's what I thought was going to happen. And the other thing I didn't, uh, you know, that really ticked me off uh, with Pia is, and I still can't remember her name, uh, she was married and her husband told her, you know, you might as if you go on this weekend trip, don't come home. Um, but anyway, she married him, this, this, her husband, on a rebound. Um, I think his name was Joe, her ex. And Pia, you know, they, I guess they were, they broke up and got back together and broke up and, and they did this several times. So the last time Pia, um, you know, got together with him, and, and they had sex, and well, that, that took care of that, and Pia's like, well, that, that's no big deal, you were, you were broken up with him anyway, 
and women don't do that to their friends either. I, you know, so that's that's another reason I didn't like her. Well, last time I checked, I'm not a woman, but a couple points. That's very good, Marsha. Both yeah. you ladies had good points there. Um, uh, we had a friend years ago who were very close to her. She had a girlfriend, and the girlfriend divorced or separated from the husband or divorced him. And our friend dates him. And the, the other lady got furious. The daughter, her little girls hated her. And she says, well, you told me to do it. You said it was okay. But it's not okay. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. And Pia did break them up good. I mean, with Joe, that, that did it. The last thing it was Sandra. Marsha was the girl. Sandra. And she went. Uh, but the point I want to make is this was supposed to be a girl's weekend. Yeah. And think about that. When Ruth Ann says, I'm going out with the girls, I don't worry about her going white water rafting or disappearing with a, with a young stud like uh, like Rory or whatever to do this. And um, and Pia forced them and bullied them into it and then is shacking up with Rory right next to her. And then he's the love of her life. Yeah. Remember, she said, I haven't had a guy for six months after this thing. Rory, she's about 40, 40, maybe 40, was it? Uh, I know uh, I learned as a teacher, my students told me that an 18-year-old guy and a 35-year-old woman could do pretty well. I don't know, but uh, Rory and, and, and uh, Pia did, but it was she still was madly in love with him. I don't get it. Maybe you ladies can explain it to me. Did I was thinking Pia had had, had, had sex with, with Winnie's ex right after, she, right after they split up. Or, I'm getting confused now. Was it? It wasn't, was it Sandra's? Uh, would she have sex with one of Sandra's former partners too? Because I was thinking it was Winnie's. No, uh, Alan, I don't think it was uh, Winnie's ex that uh, that Pia had uh, uh, sex with because uh, he, he found uh, a, a girlfriend. Um, I think he was a, a, Winnie's ex was a professor or something and, and he, he started seeing one of his students or whatever. So no, that, that wasn't it. That was... Uh, and thank you, Bob, Sandra. It was just not coming to me. But, uh, no, uh, Pia had sex with Sandra's ex. Yeah, you said it. That, that was it, and you just yeah. don't do that. And I know that, as I told you, from that one experience, but also I've heard women talking. They may even give you permission. Oh, go out with him. And, but yeah. they really hate you if you do it. And t- You know, I dated him. And, and Carla came uh, is here now, too, by the way. Hi, Carla. Hello, I'm here. Sorry I'm late, but my 91-year-old mom was, had called, and you don't, you know, she needed to talk, so what can you do? So, um, well, um, I can give you my opinion in this book. I'm going to be really honest. I hated this book. I hated this book so much, and uh, the only reason I finished it is because I I went white whitewater rafting myself, and I just... You know, I thought maybe I could find something to identify with. But I hated it. I hated the explicit um, descriptions. I hated the violence. I just hated the premise of the book. I hated the language. Every other word was the F word. I thought if she says that F word one more time... And I can't, the only book that I can think of that I've hated this much was Lord of the Flies. I hated that book, too. And... and, um, so um, now I'll tell you what I really think of the book. I thought when I read it, Carla's not going to like all this violence, you know, shooting from the trees. I don't even know if it was, a, Carla, a symbol of society versus, you know, the wilderness. 
this crazy woman, Simone's loose with a gun and she cuts out the tongue of her um, son, was it? Because, because she shot her husband. We didn't bring that up. And the poor kid, she cuts his tongue out and he's beholden to her. And remember when they, she says, yeah, you guys can stay here. And she orders the kid to kill him. You know, so is that the wilderness? Does it make you that crazy versus the civilization of Maine if they have civilization? Well, I know one thing. I do not plan on going whitewater rafting anytime soon. It's too much work. When I go on vacation, I want to hang out and and, uh, hang by the pool and have a few drinks and and kick back. I don't want to hike. I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, ford a, a raft across a river. No, thank you. But one thing I really liked was I could just, I could just imagine being on that river. She was so descriptive with all the the rapids and uh, when when for example when Rory was hit by the uh, log and. And how they were over uh, Staten's uh, staircase, and oh my gosh, I could just I could picture so vivid, vividly all these uh, all these incidents happening, and I I loved that. Yeah, that's exactly what Winnie wanted. I think, I think she thought uh, that was her be her ideal vacation too. Said by the pool, drink in your hand, watching the good guys go, looking guys go by, and so forth. On an exciting book like this, or a book like this, you have to suspend your disbelief a lot, sometimes. And one of the things that I had to dis, uh, suspend my disbelief was when the, that um, evil lady of the woods, she had found Rory's gun, and she was shooting at them from the shoreline while they were on the raft and that river was quite wide and she hit one of the girls and killed her that had to be an awfully lucky shot because with a gun that kind of gun that would be in his uh, belt when they left very inaccurate at distances like that and this be a crazy shot of it would kill somebody but he did. She did. She killed uh, the, one of the girls on the raft and then shot all around them. She was doing shooting here and shooting there, and she got one of them. And I thought, oh, my God, from that distance, you're not going to hit everything at all. Did you guys think that? I, I was under the impression she had a long gun. Uh, I, I, was, I didn't think she had Rory's gun. Maybe she got it, too, but uh, I was thinking she had a rifle, so maybe I missed that. But I wondered, well, yes, it, it was weird, the wide river, I wondered how. But also, what about her son? She could have killed him. Wasn't he behind them or somewhere around there, you know, helping him get away? And it could have been an errant shot where she killed him. Uh, now, uh, Carla, you wouldn't have trouble with Sandra, Sandra, would you? I didn't hear her cuss that much. She was she was the weakling of the four. You know, she, she but she, her friendship was such... Those girls at Pia was so strong that she, her husband said, if you leave, he was a jerk too, Jeff, but if you leave, don't come back. You have two children, me, and he was a controlling guy. And she, she, that was a big step for her to even leave. And I didn't find too much wrong with, with Sandra. And I don't know why they killed her off. Is it because she was the weakest? 
that's what I was wondering. What what was the point of killing Sandra? I mean, it didn't really add anything to the book or or whatever. I I don't understand why uh, why she killed her off. It, to me, it just didn't didn't make any sense. Um, I I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I thought she had. I thought Simone had two two guns. I know she had Rory's gun. But I thought she had a rifle or a shotgun or something also. So I didn't really think that much about accuracy as far as shooting uh, from the other side of the river. Um, I, I don't know much uh, enough about guns to really know, so I didn't have an opinion on that. But, yeah, she would have had to have a more accurate gun because they, they lived, uh, they hunted to live. I mean, so she would have needed something for hunting. But I think when she was shooting, I don't know that she was specifically aiming at Sandra. I think she would have shot anybody on the raft, and she was mad enough at her son. And remember, we didn't know it to the end that her husband was wanted for the murder of of somebody, uh, his brother, I think it was. So, I mean, Simone was probably still very concerned that even though she had cut out her son's tongue, that if he got back to the town, the evil town, he would tell somebody about her. So she was willing to kill him, too, is my impression. Well, I think the purpose of killing off Sandra, and you're right, she was the one I liked the most, and that's another reason I hated the book. The one I liked the most got killed off. But I think um, um, the author did that um, so that you could you could be really angry, even more angry at Simone, you know. Here she kills off this... You know, probably the, one of the best characters. And I liked Dean too, but um, um, so yeah, you're right. I, I didn't find anything bad about um, Sandra. Um, I will say, from my experience, um, whitewater rafting. Um, I, I did it. I'm glad I did it. I wouldn't. Would I do it again? No. I was terrified. Let me tell you, I was terrified. And she did do a good job of discussing, you know, describing the rapids. I remember when I went whitewater rafting, I went down the Nantahala River in the mountains of North Carolina. And, um, you know, it was choppy, and there were some threes and fours and things. Um, and um, I had, we had a very good guide, um, and, and that's very important, to follow your guide. And the only reason I survived and didn't wipe out, I think, um, is because I fell back on what I knew. He told us to, to count so many times um, and then to, to make a turn. You had to count while you were rowing and, and do things like that to, you know, to keep on track. And... Um, one of the people on the raft was a Chinese man, and he and we were counting. I counted in all the languages I knew. That's what made me feel really um, secure, you know, going back to something I knew. And he taught me some Chinese, and I taught him some languages, and we didn't wipe out. The raft next to us wiped out, and this is sort of a funny story. Um, it wiped out about three times. This raft flipped over, and we just missed the rapid, but this man's head landed in my lap um, like um, twice and I said if you if your head, head lands in my lap one more time you gotta marry me and he just laughed and he said sorry I'm already married but we had a good laugh about it but um, from that standpoint that's why I even stuck with the book if I hadn't been whitewater rafting I would have just given up on the book a long time ago because I just hated it that much 
Oh, and out of respect for you, I tried to finish it, you know, for respect for the group. Um, that was, <laughs> that was good, Carla. Um, I'm surprised when I went, before they started and they realized that Rory had a gun, I really thought that they were going to get out there in the middle of the river and Rory was the one that was going to kill everybody. I just didn't trust him. And I, I just, when, when they saw his gun and asked him about it, and he was hiding it, I really thought he was the one that was going to do the killing. I knew somebody was going to die, and I thought it was going to be in his hand. Well, let me ask you, the wildest river in Maine, in the woods, you think, though, he should have been open and waved his gun when he started? I have a gun because a bear might come out or, you know, I... I, I, that, I I'm not a smart here. I didn't think that he would kill them, that he would go. But they did get upset that he had a gun. So maybe his mistake was not showing him. But I could understand going to that. I don't know about North Carolina, but the, it, 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 the way the author describes it, that's true wilderness. God knows what spirit or who's going to come out of there, a bear or something. So I, I, I could see him having a gun. Well, yeah, I could see him having a gun, but... The way he, the way it was handled, and the way he didn't let them know, but they saw it. I really didn't trust him. I thought he was the one that was going to be the killer. Yeah, I think I think about it that that couldn't have been Rory's gun because it had had to be in the drink after the raft flipped over. There's no way for her to find it. But even so, uh, another part of the shooting that did bother me was at the toward the end of the climax uh, they're on the road looking trying to wave down a ride and she's looking at him and looking at him and shooting at him and shooting at him as uh, she's running up to, to get him even a few bullets hit the truck and the truck driver thinks what the hell and uh, so drives off but I thought how many bullets does she have anyway Shooting, shooting all of shot several at the river, then shot several while she's running at them. Never going to run out of ammunition. did seem like a movie where the cowboys used to shoot 10, 15 people and never reload. I thought she got a chance to reload at the edge, but you're right, the truck's pulling away. So, yeah, there was a lot of bullets shot. You're right there. Uh, I think the truest character of this whole book was the poor truck driver. These crazy guys come out of the woods. They leap into his car. Let's go. Let's go. What is going on? And finally, when they started shooting at him, he took off. <laughs> I felt sorry for him. You know, that whole bullet, there should be out of bullets by now, is always my question. It's like, it just seems like they can shoot forever and ever and ever, and they're never running out of an ammunition unless you're a blonde woman. That, that, you know you know what I'm saying. Unless it's the one that's going to get killed. But, yeah, they never run out of ammunition. And what do we think of, um, I forget the boy's name, uh, the deaf mute. His learning, they took time out to send him, was it to a halfway home? He learned signing. They rehabilitated him. The author, I guess, felt she had to show that he was just not going to be a wild man out of the woods, and they took time to do that while the girls 
supposedly got their heads back together, but then they met in the in that and always a storm or something, mm-hmm. a stormy place off the coast of Maine or wherever they met there, to um, to have closure, I guess. I really liked Dean, and the interesting he was really not deaf mute; he was just mute because he had no tongue. But he wasn't stupid, and I think that that was an interesting way that the author kind of portrayed him as knowing what's going on, and he, sort of, he was certainly damaged. But that was a question of nature versus nurture. I mean, here was a kid that was born into the world with everything going you know, for him, and then his parents totally destroyed him. Um, so, I, and, I, and that's what I really liked about the book is that um, Winnie was able to heal from her bro- the loss of her brother who was also had special needs by helping Dean and then the two of them formed that bond. I, I liked that. Yeah, that, that was a good good point about Dean. I, Simone didn't really strike me as a homeschooler type so she cuts his tongue out so uh, was she supposed to have been the one that taught him signing or did, did he just pick that up on his own because uh, they were kind of like in the middle of nowhere. I'm, I'm wondering where he learned how to sign exactly. Yeah, that's the idea. He that she brought him out in the woods when he was only five years old, and she cut his tongue out so she, he couldn't tell how she killed his father. And he knew the sign language, so Simone had to be the one teaching him sign language. And keep in mind that I really like this book, so I don't want to everything I say be a complaint about it, but. He did seem awful articulate with that sign language. Uh, when Winnie was able to sign with him, they, they carried on awful good conversations, I thought, all through it. And anyway, so he had to learn sign language from Simone. And when the women were there, he was in his 20s. So he had been in the woods from the time he was five years old until in the 20s and and no, talked to no one but his mother. And that articulate, well, Simone must have been awful articulate if that was true. Yeah, you're correct. Absolutely. That was a suspension of disbelief. He could really speak well signing. You're absolutely right. And I guess he could hear because Rachel told him, okay, go home, get out of here. You know, when he was really trying to help them, we don't know. Was he going to line up with Simone? I really didn't think he would, but some, you know, there, there's that the author throws out that idea that he might line up with Simone and kill him. But they, he could have killed him, or they could have yeah. killed him earlier. He could have done it. Um, but when she says, go home, and then I think Wynn says, would you shut up? You know, uh, tells Rachel. Rachel is not one of my favorites. She was a nurse. She did nursing, I guess, fixed the arms when they broke them and but she, I don't want her as my nurse. She doesn't have the bedside manner, if you know what I mean. Okay, wasn't Simone also at least in nursing school? Didn't we learn that about her? So if she was, that would indicate that she was not a dummy person herself. You know, she had a she had a a, a college education, and you know, may have as part of her job learned sign language. So, uh, you know, it was a, certainly a possibility. I don't remember uh, reading anything about her being in nursing school, but that doesn't mean that that, that wasn't the case. But she she was no dummy, Simone. She, uh, you know, with just some of her 
conversations and so on, you know, talking about the world and and the townspeople and, and everything. She was she was articulate. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she wasn't college educated or had gone to nursing school or something because she was very intelligent. Yeah, they said she'd been been in nursing and stuff, so uh, Liz is correct about that. I, I remember that. But uh, uh, let's see, what else was I going to say? Uh, but she, but she, she was certainly Looney Tunes by, by the end of the book. And, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, I liked Dean. I mean, uh, considering what he was brought up by, uh, it's wonderful. He, uh, it's a wonder he turned out. Uh, at all. Oh, I was going to say, I, I I could not stand Rachel. I mean, I, I, I disliked her probably as much as the women all seemed to have disliked Pia. Uh, I mean, that, that, there was no reason for her to slap Sandra when she did, and she, she was just, I mean, she was just she was just rude and ugly the the whole time, hollering and screaming at folks the the whole time. So, uh, I, I, if any had if I had had my choice of who was going to get killed, it would have been her. I really did not like her, but I guess uh, they needed to have her since she had some some nursing skill. Yeah, I would have rather she was killed off because I didn't like her either. She was, I just didn't like her. She was just nasty and rude and ignorant and whatever else she can say. I'd rather nobody got killed when the truth is the matter. I just, I guess when I read, I read to escape. And with all these school shootings, every time you turn on the news, there's violence. And you turn on the radio and some of the music's violent. I just, I'm just overloaded with violence and explicit descriptions. And I, I don't know. I just, I guess, I don't know. But, um... I did like Dean, and I thought um, Dean Dean was one of my favorite. Dean and Winnie were my favorite characters uh, in the book, I believe, because um, Dean um, did give um, Winnie a chance to maybe finish some unfinished business with the brother that she lost, and it did not um, make for a special bond. And... Um, and I don't know. I just and I just think the tragedy. I can't imagine how a mother that brings a child into the world can act so violently and cut out her son's tongue. I, I just th- th- this whole concept is just so foreign to me. I, I just can't imagine that. Hello, my name is Kyle. I apologize for not having read the book, but I'm in complete agreement with you, Marcia. Um, Um, My parents are actually in the judiciary, in the uh, state where I live, and you would not believe the type of things mothers, fathers will do to their own children. I mean, you know, I read to escape, you know, reality, and, you know, so so you should know. Hi, Kyle. Glad you came in. Um, I agree with LaDawn, too. I think it was LaDawn who said he really liked the descriptions, or maybe it was Marsha. Somebody said they really loved the descriptions of the area and the river and just everything. I loved 
her writing. It was just so, you could just picture it. Uh, welcome, Kyle. I hope you'll come back to this book club. And uh, I guess, Carla, the Internet, Facebook, nothing is shocking. The kids have seen it all, you know. And mothers or fathers tortured children in the old days, too. But we didn't hear about it as much. We, we, we just didn't hear about it. And uh, just read a book, was it Alan's, The Great Escape? Where, where, where they sold the kid, and the guy didn't make the payments, but they actually, the foster parents sold this little girl to this guy. She was seven. He was an old geezer, and he raped her, I'm sure, and she was his maid and everything. And it was horrible. Who could sell a little kid, you know? But we those things happen. We read the one about the, um, the what was that book with the, the lady? Uh, oh, my gosh. In one of these, play, I can't remember the book, but it was in the 1930s, 1950, and the lady ran this orphanage and beat oh. up the kids and everything. But it was before the Internet. People do it. People, now we know everything. Now you can make bombs on the Internet. So it's just a violent world, Carla, that we just wish for the best to, that we're going to make it. Those are the reasons that I don't read very many detective stories or cop stories where a woman is cut up and hidden in a basket or something. I can get that by turning on my television. I got the, turned on the television today and ten young people were killed in their schools. Why do I need to read about it? I understand that people do enjoy that. But from my point of view, I don't understand why. But anyway, back to the book. Most of my problems with the book were at the end. Other than that, I liked it a lot. But they were at the getting on the truck and escaping out. And then there was a postscript. And in the postscripts, the women were back to their lives, living their ordinary lives. And some of that was forgotten a little bit. But the boy, I call him the boy, he was a young man. He had been in a in a what halfway house or whatever, but he was learning to read and everything like that. And he was in the woods when he was five years old. Do you know how hard it is for a child to catch up when they've only missed kindergarten? They skip kindergarten, come in at the first first year of school, and. Uh, then they can't ever hardly catch up their whole life. But I know the author had to have kind of a happy ending. She didn't want to, her book was pretty rough in places, and she didn't want to leave it all just like that. So after the truck was shot at and they escaped, escaped away, lives were, lives were good again. And that was all right with me. Yeah, you are correct. You think of the wolf children, you think of Ishii coming out of the woods in California and Professors got a hold of him, and finally, a few years later, he died of a common cold. You know, he just could never catch up. In the old days in education, we called it learning readiness. There are certain times when you're ready to learn it, and missing kindergarten or school all the way through. I don't even know if Simone had books around, no matter how articulate Dean was from because she was a nurse. I don't remember hearing about books, no radio, nothing, television. He was just all alone with her. I was surprised that they were still, that Rachel and 
P.N. Winnie were still friends. I don't know if I would have been. I mean, I guess when you go through something like that, it either makes you stronger or it breaks you or sadly kills you. But I just don't know if I would have been able to be close friends again with those two especially, Rachel and Pia. I didn't like them. Yeah, I'm with you, Randy. I don't think they would have been on my friendship list anymore. Um, and, and something like that, an experience of, uh, of that nature would, would, could either make or break a friendship. And um, they, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have been my friends. Of course, I don't think, well, I know Pia and Rachel at least wouldn't have been my friends from the get-go anyway. Agreed, you guys. I, I know we're supposed to be forgiving. Right. But if I'd gone through hell with two friends and the third, the fourth one talked us all into this and shacks up with a tour guide and does all kinds of stuff. I don't think our friendship would survive. No. I, I would think of the girl that was killed and I'd say, why did you get us out there in that situation? With, you know, you did it. You told us it was going to be wonderful. And Rory was experienced. And uh, if it was a travel company, I don't know about North Carolina, but I bet it was supervised very tightly and it should have been it should have been but suddenly the travel company is rory and his father's waiting at the end with food or something you know at the end of the trail so uh i don't think them i don't think our friendship would survive i don't think so i'm mad at a friend not not ending the friendship but she won't call and give comfort to someone who's lost someone and i i don't think it hurts to say i'm sorry i offer my condolences that person does. I'm curious. We hadn't really addressed this. What What did y'all think they should have done when they got to the point where uh, uh, Winnie was going to go with Dean? Uh, I guess she thought that uh, he might have he might know the way back to town and stuff. And the the, the other two wanted to get on that that raft he gave them and and, and go down that devil staircase and, and go that way. Uh, I, I kind of thought. I kind of thought Winnie was right there. I, I, I was, I, well, I, I had faith that Dean wasn't going to hurt him and stuff. But, but the other two, Rachel and Pia, you know, they, they strong-armed her into going with them. What, what did the rest of you think that she should have done there? I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, I think that I think that by taking the raft that Dean had made, it was again kind of just showing selfishness, but. Um, yeah, I would have st- I would have gone with Winnie and Dean. I thought that was the wisest thing to do. Oh yeah, I think he she should have gone with Dean. Yeah, he could have killed her, but I don't think he would have. And he didn't. I mean, I just felt that he wouldn't. And then they bullied her. Here we go again. The other two bullied Win to get on the raft. She didn't want to. She says, "I'll see you guys." And then, oh, you know. And then finally, she gets on the raft. Yeah. The same old story. Pio wins again, and Rachel. I, I think that Winnie was right. I was very disappointed they didn't go, you know, with Winnie. I think if I'd been Winnie at that stage of the game, of course, I can't say that because I didn't know the other two girls, and um, I think I would have just gone with Dean. But I, I think if that had happened, the outcome of the book might have been a lot different and a lot better and a lot more preferable to me. Um, I don't know. I just... Um, and I didn't like the bullying either. That was another thing I didn't like about the book. 
And yes, um, my expedition in North Carolina was much more um, supervised, and I'm glad it, it was because we still had the thrills and the fun. But we had some experienced rafters that were uh, that were supervising us, and we did have some wipeouts and accidents, and and there were some real dangers too. When you're going down a mountain river, you can imagine the sharp rocks in that river. Um, now I don't know about wild animals or anything, or the need to carry guns, but there were roots and branches and uh, wild rocks and rapids, and um, there was um, uh, you know some some real narrow passes where the water was sort of forced um, into very narrow passages and you had to go over falls and when you're whitewater rafting you do need more supervision and the, the, where, where I'm really suspended in belief is um, what about the liability I mean didn't they think about the liability when they they had these rafting expeditions with such little supervision I wonder if that would really fly in the real world yeah, I, I don't know. They didn't go into the contracts or anything that they signed, but uh, they, they must have had some waivers or something. <coughs> Excuse me, that they had to <coughs> that they had to deal with. But yeah, I, I agree. As far as uh, I would have, I don't I don't know why they bullied Winnie into going. Uh, and plus, wasn't this at night? I mean, who's gonna who's going to risk themselves going down this this river at night when Dean knows the woods like the back of his hand in the river and everything and he said I'll be back in the morning I would have definitely waited uh, till you know daylight to uh, to go down the river with with an experienced person that was just totally dumb on uh, uh, Rachel and, and Pia's part you know my only problem with Winnie was that she didn't have any backbone and that was one time when she should have had some guts and some backbone and stood up for herself and said no i'm going i'll see you later i'm done i'm going with dean and the author as i think carla alluded to could have written a pretty good book with dean and win win or winnie escaping simone i think simone was still hunting them right I don't think she was tied to the tree and all that. But, uh, you know, they could have had a great story going through yeah. the woods and could he outwit his mother, and, you know, the whole deal on uh, had a really good story rather than, no, we're going to go at night down the devil's staircase. Here we go. Hang on, Win, And there you go. Well, thanks, because I, I, I was wondering if I was the only one that thought she should have come with Dean because uh, uh, the, I had had enough of the river by then. Anyway, I mean, their guide had already been killed by the river and stuff. And I don't I don't know why they thought they were going to be able to take the worst part of the the trip on that raft that uh, looked like it was kind of blown up uh, uh, tires and stuff. I, I don't know where it came from. I, I don't know how Dane was able to construct it. But uh, okay, well, I, I'm glad of that. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I agreed with with y'all too. So thanks. Well, in conclusion, finally, I'm going to say if I go river rafting. I want a road nearby and a yellow cab riding along parallel so I can get the hell out of there, pardon me, and take, get out of there. Grin, grin. Yeah, it, it, if I ever go camping, I want it to be with a, an air-conditioned uh, cabin. So uh, 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 th- th- this isn't for me. I'm, I'm a city person. So 
uh, y'all can have the, the whitewater rafting. I do enjoy exploring caves, and I do go into unexplored um, portions, and I'll do that. I, I didn't really enjoy the rafting. I thought I was nuts for doing it, but I'm glad I did. It gave me bragging rights, but it also proved to me I did something that scared me, and it made me stronger, and that's probably one of the reasons I did it. But um, you should have seen the contract we had to sign for the liability and um if something happens to you, you know, we're not responsible for this and this um this is a dangerous experience and there are points that you can't get out. Um, you just have to continue on and um and um I, I was reading all that having that all read to me, that scared the bejeebers out of me. Of course you sign contracts to go into caves too and I've had a couple of close calls there too, so but I, I, I don't know. I, at least you're doing the moving when you're in a cave. You're not being moved. And I think that's what's so disconcerting. That was so disconcerting with the whitewater rafting. You never knew. You think you're in a law and you're safe. And all of a sudden there's this big raft and you get smacked around. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what. I'll try anything. Whitewater rafting, exploring caves. But you better make damn sure, excuse my French, that I can go back to a hotel room with a hot shower, air conditioning, and a nice comfortable bed and room service. <laughs> that's what my wife calls roughing it. Yep, that, that's my idea of camping. And you know, uh, an RV with a with a big with a with a TV, air conditioning. Uh, refrigerator, comfortable bed, and uh, yep, that's that's my idea. My idea to, of uh, of uh, camping. Forget the tent. Forget all that stuff. Yeah, I've done the tent thing a couple different times, and I hate it. I'm not me. I've always said my idea of truly roughing it is dial-up instead of you know cable, but <laughs> not into it. And this, I like reading about rough stuff, but boy, I, I'll tell you, after reading her writing was so descriptive about them, you know, falling down the the devil staircase. I just oh, you would never put me on a whitewater raft. No. <laughs> I used to camp on the mountains in a tent. I kind of liked it, but I was much younger then. We're getting close to the end of the hour. I wonder if it'd be okay if I could uh, suggest a book that I've read. Go for it. Okay, the name of the book is uh, Burning Sky. Let's see. Salem, heading level four, Burning Sky, a novel of the American yeah, frontier. Yeah, a novel, uh, Frontier, and uh, it's by Laurie Bent. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. It's uh, a young. Am I still on a hope? Uh, it's about a, a young woman who was kidnapped at the age of fourteen and taken with the Indians. Twelve years later, she has been married and uh, has made a life with the Indians. Her husband is killed in the Revolutionary War. And her two children have just died of smallpox. She had to burn the village that she was living in to eliminate, I think, the smallpox. And then she wanted to return to her childhood home. And when she did, she found out all these difficulties in re-assimilating into 
the world of her childhood. And I found it really, really good. And there's not a lot of gratuitous violence or language or anything like that. It's a pretty decent book throughout. And uh, LaDon, do you know the DB number? That's the way I think. Alan spoiled me. Burning Just a second. 90,335. 90,335. TB. What was it again? 90,335? Nine, nine, zero, zero, yeah, 90,335. Three, I vote for that one. I love, love Westerns in the Wilderness. I'll read that one. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, LaDon. Um, I'm going to go get it now. Last, it was funny with this, with the book we just finished. I went over there and I looked, I followed the book, and uh, <clears throat> and I think I mentioned the narrator, and but I did not put it on my list. I thought, sure, I put it in my wish list, and I did not. So I here I am running around a couple weeks ago asking people. You know, I asked Liz. I said, what was the name of that book? And she had, <laughs> so I had to really run around try to find the book in order to get it done. But anyway, nine zero three three five. I will do that, and I will put it on my list right now. Sometime I'd like us to read something tamer, something that we can identify with. That's in the here and now. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just all this action and stuff. I don't know. I guess I'm just getting weary. And the other question I had is, are we going to take off any time this summer, like, um, say, in in Well, again, I vote for either July or August. I think we do need a break, much as I love this uh, club, this group. Uh, Some some, uh, clubs take no break, and that gets crazy. That's too hard. So, you know, whatever Randy and Ruth Ann want to do. But I think July or August, yes, I think we should. July, I vote for because it's convention week, the first week or two. They're going, and then they're recovering for a week. And you can't read books at conventions, I guarantee that. I'm fine with taking July or August. I'm ready for a break. I am kind of in a slump with books. But while we're on the subject, let's pick a book for, we can do this one for June, and then we can do, if we're going to, take a break we can pick the book the books for the next couple months then that way we're a little bit ahead um there are two that i'm thinking of one bob has read and i started but i'm not that far into it it's beneath the scarlet sky um i can't remember the author right now it's about the italian resistance and Bob can tell us more about it, and I think LaDawn also read it. Um, I'm going to read it whether we do or not. And the other one is Carnegie's Maid, which I just started. It's about a book. It's about a, a woman who goes from Ireland to America, and she steals another woman's identity. The woman dies on ship, and this woman steals her identity and ends up going to work for Andrew Carnegie's mother. It's fiction, and I don't know what all happens. I'm just starting it, but it seems really good. So that's one that I'm suggesting, too. So we can decide if we want to do either of those and kind of get a jump on the next couple months then. 
whatever month everybody wants is fine. July is fine, whatever. I really strongly suggest July, and out of the two of those, I like the Carnegie book. I really need something tamer right now, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do this one for June. I'm thinking if I go to the convention, and if there's one tour that goes to Mark Twain's house in the cave where Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn were, I might just take off myself and you know, reread some of those books in preparation for the convention. I don't know, but... I would vote for the Carnegie book, and I would vote for for taking July off and doing that for August. And I, I need to. I was writing down June's um, name and number, and I got waylaid. So I'd like a repeat of that too, just in case. I think I like the Carnegie book too. That sounded pretty good to me. But if you read, decide to read the Burning Sky, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Well, of course there are some killings in there they are not described they're not gratuitous violence at all and it's mostly about this woman's struggle to re-enter uh, life and although it was set way back then we can relate to it at least I did and uh, and I, do, I don't read books with violence in them hardly ever because I don't like I said earlier in this discussion I can turn on the TV and see that so this book was not like that at all. So if you decide to read it, I really think you will enjoy it if you like uh, stories about people and their relations with one another. Oh, sure. And when people feel they can handle violence because, you know, the Nazi stories are violent, Beneath the Scarlet Sky is so well written. And as LaDon said, the aftermath where it's, it's what, fiction based on truth? I mean, they're real people that he's writing about. And it's fiction because he doesn't know exactly what they're saying. But he tells us what happened to each one at the end. And if you read nothing else, read the aftermath. It's quite good. But I don't care when we do it. I've read it and enjoy it very much. Go ahead. Couldn't we read that one later on in September or October? October. October? Let's see how we feel about violence. But i got to tell you, most of the books I guess I read are violent. I mean, uh, David Baldacci, you know you're going to get a a reacher. Love them. You know you're going to get violence. I don't know one that. Um, I don't read really uh, I, I hear from people who say, "I want no violence. Okay. Nobody gets mad at anyone. It's just not real. It, it happens. Even the one, um, the the uh, saints. What is it? The occasion of all saints. That yeah. fiction. You didn't have killing, but you had family tension uh, in okay. that in that one. So I don't know any book where there's no upset in the book. But you know, well, let's try to find one. Okay, that's it. So I, I don't care about the Scarlet Sky. It's fantastic, and I read it and enjoyed it. I plan to read it, and I'm thinking we can do one in August and one in September. Because, you know, if we take July off, and that's fine if, if that's what people want to do. But I definitely want to read the Dawn's book in June, because that sounds really good, Burning Sky. Yeah. Uh, that uh, is very good. Uh, the the book about the war is very good, and it has some um, uh, killings and stuff. And you feel really bad about it, but it's not gratuitous. They don't they don't dwell on it. And I think there's a difference in books when you read about violence and you read gratuitous sex or gratuitous violence. You know, there's a difference. They talk about how someone gets in and cuts the woman up and puts her in a basket. That's one thing. 
saying that she's killed. That's something else. And But I, I, I think that Bob's book is very good. Uh, well, his recommendation uh, beneath the Scarlet Sky, is that it? Because uh, I did read that, but I can't think of the exact name. But that is a very good book. I think people will like that. It's uh, It's got a lot of tension in it. Uh, a lot of attention. That's what I need to say. Well, books have to do something for me. I can't just read a lot to da da da, and they did this and they did that. It's got to have movement. I mean, it's got to do something. And if it has violence, well, that that's okay. I have no problem with that. Um, but uh, Ladon, your book sounds the best of the three, so I'm definitely going to read that one. I don't know if I really care about the Italian resistance or. Oh, well, the one about Carnegie's mother could, could be kind of good, but uh, ear sounds about the best, so I'm going to definitely get that, and that sounds good for June. And July, yeah, with conventions and stuff coming up, that I vote for July also for uh, a break. Okay, we're taking July off then, and we'll do LaDawn's book in June. And we can do the other ones in August and September because I know I love World War II books. It's rare for me not to like one, although there is one that I didn't like, but it's not on board. So, um, but I intend to read this one. It's been on my to-read list for a while, and but on Audible, and it's on board now, so that's good. So anyway, Ladon, are you? prepared to help host in June since you recommended the book? I'll do what I can. I'll <laughs> say what I think, but I don't know anything about hosting. Oh, we'll, we'll help you, but you know, since it's your book, you can, um, we'll, you know, we'll be here, of course, and since you recommended the book, you can kind of lead off the discussion and give us things that you think and all that. Those things pretty easy. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, may I uh, stop the recording? I think we should have a repeat of all the DB numbers, names and numbers, like, okay, LaDawn's book, um, uh, The Burning Sky and the DB, and then the Carnegie book, if we do that in August, and you know, I don't know what happened to our idea of doing lighter fare in the summers. I really liked, you know, the Palisades Park and the one about the pool and, you know, just something lighter in the summer. Maybe at Christmas time we can do something light because I'm in the mood for something light, especially with all this heavy news. Well, let's see. The Carnegie's Maid sounds light at, 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 if we do that in August and then wherever we go. But, you know, the suggestions should come from all of us. As, right. as they have, if you've got a light book, you got to pitch it. You got to tell us why we should read it. I like light books in the summer too. You know, I agree with you. And I assume Carnegie's Maid is not a hard read in August, so that'll be cool. September, we can debate whether we want violence or just something light. I don't care. Now, Carnegie's Maid doesn't seem like it's going to be that bad. I've been read. I'm about an hour and a half into it, and it's it's a pretty easy read. So we can do that one in August. And, yeah, I like to read lighter stuff in the summer, too. I usually am into my beach books, but I haven't found any yet. So anyway, 
Yeah, we can do the book numbers again. Not, um, Burning Sky, 90,335. Okay, and for Worlds of Books in June, we're reading The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna, and I don't have the DB number. So thanks for everybody's comments. I enjoyed the discussion. Uh, and Worlds of Books will also be taking off in July. So uh, uh, everybody enjoy your weekend, and good night. What's the Carnegie DB, Randy? That's August. I might as well get ahead of it. Eight nine nine five three.